You are listening to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories have phrase, they are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1:17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall, and you're listening to Afraid Not Podcast. Thank you for listening to episode number 132 with Meredith Wade. And Meredith shares from a vulnerable heart tonight, something that I think all of us have either walked through ourselves or we've had friends that we've been holding their hand. This is um, a very painful topic of miscarriage and infertility. And we just are very grateful that Meredith opened up about this and has her story of God's faithfulness to her throughout all of this. We love Meredith. Meredith is married to our youth minister at First Baptist Church of Owasso, who, by the way, is a fantastic youth minister. We adore him. And Meredith has such a compassionate heart and a genuine authentic faith and she's my sister of funkiness with a hat and i love it <laughs> she has she can rock the hats for sure she does, i love it yeah. so listen in hi meredith thank you so much for joining us tonight absolutely we're really grateful for you and i know this is out of your comfort zone a little bit a little bit out of the <laughs> box for you to say yes to this and we were talking about how is this going to feel? What is going to happen? And really, it's just a conversation. And we're inviting people to listen in and uh, hear a story of hope. And that's really all we're doing. We're just having a conversation. So we're just glad you were brave and said, yes, I'm going to do this. Um, Why don't we just start off with you introducing yourself to our listeners and telling them a little peek into your life and how your life looks on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Well, my name's Meredith, and um, I am married to Andrew, and he is the student minister at First Baptist Owasso, and we have three kids, um, nine, four, and mm, seven and a half months old, Mm -hmm. two boys and one girl, Um, and I'm a homeschool mom, so that's crazy. Um, so my day-to-day is, um, well, you just never know what, uh, my day-to-day is going to be. <laughs> is it more normal to not have a normal day? Like as far as yeah. surprising, yeah. you know, just going with the flow. Yeah. I, a lot of people are very structured and I am not, <laughs> um, I think some of that, I grew up homeschooled. Um, not all the way through, um, but until middle school. And uh, for for me, it was get up at, you know, this time and have be dressed by this time and breakfast at this time and start school at this time. And so I think for me, once we started homeschooling, I was like, eh, not, I really want to do it that way. <laughs> 
So we're very laid back, maybe sometimes a little more than we should be, but you know, we catch up later. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, we try and knock it out in the mornings, but sometimes that doesn't happen and it's okay. But mm -hmm. my day-to-day -day is um, pretty crazy. Different every day. <laughs> yes, different every day, absolutely. And you're in the season of life when your newborn might be waking you up several times a night. That's yeah. just the way it is. There's no might there. There's a definite... <laughs> <laughs> she tricked us though at like two or three months old like she was pretty consistently sleeping through the night and we never had one of those and so we were like oh my gosh <laughs> we we tried not to get our hopes up and maybe we did a little bit and then it, it was just for like maybe a month and then mm. never again since <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's good it's well good. they sure are darling darling Thank children you. They are precious. Oh my goodness. So how did you meet Andrew? I'd love to hear that story. Well, Andrew actually was my brother's best friend. Nice. Yes. Oh. Yeah. We went to, um, we were actually in middle school together, but we never met. Um, and we met um, my freshman year of high school, his sophomore year. Um, and then he and my brother became best friends like junior senior year and I was just always Evan's little sister nothing more but I liked him for a good like three years probably mm -hmm. before anything happened um but we actually uh led worship together and um Andrew my brother and me um but my brother started college and he was a part of a fraternity and just kind of started doing his own thing. Um, and so Andrew and I kept leading worship together. And I guess when it was just the two of us, he was kind of like, Oh, oh huh. that could work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's how we met. And, um, it's been a wild time. <laughs> that's so sweet. And how many years have you all been married now? We have been married for 13 years. Oh, that's great. Chris and Robin actually did our marriage counseling. So. Which, which is honestly <laughs> a little bit, um, one of those things that makes you feel really old when you, right, yeah. you know, sometimes you just are coasting along and you meet somebody and they say, oh, you were my teacher, you know, 15 years ago or something, you know, <laughs> Yeah. there are moments that you kind of get jerked back with a whiplash of like, oh, that was, I am, I am definitely right. old. Um, and when it, we realized, oh, wow, that your marriage counseling, that was before all these things have happened and before your three kids right. and yeah. go, wow, yeah. that, that's a, we were talking about because yeah. this summer will be 14 years and in just six more years, it'll be 20 years. And we yes. were like, what? That's so <laughs> old. I mean, I know lots more people have been married longer, but like we're 20 years. What? <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So where did you guys grow up? Edmond. Edmond. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I now I moved around a whole bunch, but I lived in Edmond the longest, so I consider that my home. But Andrew lived in Edmond his entire life with all of his family. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I would also love for you to tell us your story, your faith story of recognizing that Jesus was the savior you needed and asking him to come into your heart and take over. Yeah. Like, how did that happen yeah. for you? Um, I was 
eight or nine. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but um, somehow I do remember what I was wearing. Um, huh? Not sure. Not sure it works, but <laughs> what were you wearing? Go <laughs> um, after my own heart. It's fine. Floral yellow pajama pants with a hot pink t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but I was eight or nine. I know that. Um, and I was reading the Bible um, with my mom on her bed and the Lord was just truly talking to me and tugging at my heart. And um, I just started weeping and knew in that moment that that's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being a kid, it was, I didn't really know what it looked like to walk it. But um, uh, when I was, um, I think a freshman in high school, I started going to um, Andrew's uncle's youth group. Um, and being a part of that youth group really um, helped me learn how to live out and walk out my faith um, and just see what that really looks like. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Very sweet. How precious to have a moment with your mom yeah. sitting there and your mom just like walking you through praying to ask Jesus in yeah. your heart. That's yeah. just very, very precious. Yeah. Okay. So you have come with a story. So tell us a little bit about the beginnings of your afraid not hey we like i said a little bit earlier we have um three kids um judah is our oldest and he's nine um and he was a complete surprise um we just i mean it was great but we just were not expecting that yet um we have been married um four years years four years I think four years um yeah four years um and um that was great and um Andrew and I I'm just gonna say it he doesn't really like kids <laughs> he <laughs> loves our children <laughs> outside of that <laughs> just being honest here <laughs> um but he likes teenagers right yes absolutely <laughs> ministry is for him kids ministry no way <laughs> but like a room full of three-year-olds is not his jam oh my goodness no <laughs> um and so uh it was it was a lot for him to process and he wanted more time between kids but I wanted them closer in age um and that's just not what the Lord had for us. Um, it took, um, we tried for almost uh, three years um, before um, we were got pregnant with Amos. Um, and in that time, um, we experienced a miscarriage. Um, mm -hmm. And that was, it was hard. Um, but I think what was harder than any of that were um people's comments mm. um, because there's five years between judah and amos um and so people's comments of um it's about time you had another one or when are you gonna mm -hmm. have a second one or mm -hmm. um and that was i got to the point where i kind of wanted to be like um well, let me tell you, we've been, you know, <laughs> I right. never did, but in my mind, I was like, well, would you really like to know what's going on? 
Um, so often people make hurtful comments that they do not mean yes. to make. Yes. They don't realize that it's a knife. Yeah. To a heart. Yeah. And even in other, like somebody is single and they probably don't want to be single, but people are, oh, it's about time. You right. Friend. Absolutely. And I just. Are you going to get married? Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it has definitely given me more pause and more caution in when I'm thinking something about like, oh, they don't have kids yet. Or, oh, they don't have a boyfriend. Like just to keep it to myself. It's not my business unless, you know, they're like a best friend or something. It's just, you know, a lot of times not our business to mm -hmm. say those things, but. Were many of those hurtful comments in your church? Yep. <laughs> Walking through this, the hallways of the church. Oh, Mary. That was the worst place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, but the, the miscarriage, um, we were living in Sand Springs, um, but we had gone back to Edmond because I was going to go to a Carrie Job concert. Um, and it was my brother's birthday. And so it just all worked out. Um, and everything was fine and got to my mom's house and I just kind of started experiencing what I thought that's what it was. Um, but there was nothing that I could do about it. There was nothing. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and go to the Carrie Joe concert. I mean, what, why just lay here and, you know, <laughs> Um, Do you know how many weeks you were along? Eight, that I think it was about eight weeks. Yeah. Eight. Um, and um, so I was going with a friend. And so I met her and we <clears throat> were, um, we stopped at Taco Bueno to pick up some dinner and we we're going to eat dinner in the car on the way to the concert. Um, and I, <laughs> I actually had the miscarriage at the taco bueno bathroom like oh my gosh like i walked out and was like oh okay so i just sat there in the bathroom for a little while just taking it all in um trying to decide you know what do i do now do i <laughs> and so i just thought you know i'm just gonna go ahead and go to the concert i mean did you and share this with the friend you were with or not? I don't think I did it, like right then, but I did a little bit later. Like, hey, I just wanted you to know what went on. Um, but the Lord is so faithful. So we went to the concert and one of the first, it wasn't the first song, but one of the first few songs that she did was um, I Am Not Alone. Um, and when she talked about doing that song, she specifically talked about um, um, infertility and loss and things like that. And wow, wow, you know, <laughs> it says, when I walk through deep waters, I know that you will be with me. When I'm standing in the fire, I will not be overcome through the valley of the shadow. I will not fear. Um, in the midst of deep sorrow, I see your light is breaking through. The dark of night will not overtake me. I am pressing into you. Lord, you fight my every battle and I will not fear. You're my strength. You're my defender. You're my refuge in the storm. Through these trials, you've always been faithful. You bring healing to my soul. 
and just the Lord just, I mean, you could, it was so evident the Lord is with me in that moment. And I just sat through most of the concert. I just sat on the floor and wept because he just met me in that moment. Right. And I was, I mean, I knew it was the right call. I was supposed to go to the concert no matter what. And I mean, obviously he knew what was going to happen when he knew what she was going to sing and speak that over me. Um, mm. And it was just crazy. That, what a, a beautiful comfort that yeah, he gave you. Yeah. And had you not even been able to talk to Andrew at this point yet? I was texting with him. I think, oh. I think we had talked on the phone and I told him that I wanted to go ahead to the concert and, you know, he said, okay. He thought it was kind of crazy, but um, obviously we're both thankful that I did for sure. But um, mm -hmm. it was, and <clears throat> grief, you know, is weird. Yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> part of me felt like something was wrong with me because I didn't just like, struggle with it for weeks or like just lay in bed and be sad about it or I you know grief looks different for everybody and exactly of course I, yes I think the Lord meeting me in that moment right where I was was what helped carry me through like um yeah I just I don't know how I would have been if he hadn't you know, spoken that song over me for sure. But um, just like you, the point you're making, the grief that every person experiences looks different yeah. for every person. Yeah. Yeah. And they personally have to walk through it. Right. It's not something that can be compared to another person's. And it's not something that can be somehow put on some sort of rubric. Like, yeah. well, these are the ways that I will have to show this or that or how long or... It's yeah. absolutely yeah. a personal, unique journey yeah. for every person. And it made it. So my dad suddenly passed away November of 2016. Oh. And then this happened like right around his death one year later, November 2017. Um, and so that <clears throat> made it because I remember like before my dad died, like sitting at their kitchen table, just crying like dad it's not because we're not trying like he wasn't like pressuring me or anything but we were just having a conversation about it and I was just crying like it's not because we're not trying it's just not happening um and so it to be a year later right around his death was yeah. a little extra <clears throat> difficult yeah. yeah for sure but um uh but so then um that was, so we found out we were pregnant with Amos January of 2019. So that was not quite two years after we had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. um, and my, one of, Judah had a shirt that said Big Bro, and my, mm -hmm. which my friend made, and she made me a shirt that said, which I asked her to make, that said, um, you can stop asking when we're having another one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is what it needs to say because I need people to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I I am a Enneagram nine, and so I am not a me too. 
stick it to you, like <laughs> say it out loud type of person, but you better believe I'm going to write it on my shirt and let you know. You're not angry underneath Enneagram nines. I got huh? you. I hear you. Oh. Yep. Yep. So how many would you guess at a number? How many times do you think people said to you, when are you going to have a second one? I felt, I mean, looking back, it felt like every Sunday, man. Ugh. It probably wasn't, but gosh, it, it was, sure a, was, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> or something, yeah, or making jokes about it. Or mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, it was pretty rough. And, you know, in that time, I had lots of other friends that were finding out they were pregnant and having babies. And it was just, it was so hard. I mean, I said the Lord met me in that moment and he was faithful. And of course he was faithful through all of it, but it, it did, it, at times it was so hard not to question like, Lord, what's, what's your plan here? <laughs> like this hurt so bad. Um, and uh, I, music, music is a huge thing for me mm-hmm. I I mean I do sing but yes also- actually listeners uh, Meredith has a beautiful voice <laughs> and she you. is one of our worship leaders at our church and she's fantastic but Thank so you. music is a real special yes. connection it, the Lord to you yeah it just speaks to me so much um and so another song uh, if it's okay if I share yes, um, yes. Yeah. God I look to you um God, I look to you, I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom, you know just what to do. I will love you, Lord, my strength, and I will love you, Lord, my shield. I will love you, Lord, my rock, forever, all my days. I will love you, God. And then, hallelujah, our God reigns forever, all my days, hallelujah. Mm. The amount of times I sang that song... (laughs) And who sang that? Um, that is, I think it's Bethel, I believe. Um, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes and hopefully okay, it'll be yeah. a big blessing to other yeah. people too. The amount of times that I play that in my car and at home and just sing it over and over and over again, just speaking it to myself, like, mm-hmm. God, I know that you have planned for this, but man, it really hurts. <laughs> yeah. And And I think people mean well when they question and they say things and they're just making conversation or whatever and don't realize what they're saying or what they're asking. If it's, whether it's, when are you going to start dating? When are you going to get married? When are you going to have a kid? When are you going to have another kid? Whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend that isn't dating anyone and it's not, she doesn't want to, but so many times I hear people saying things to her about finding a boyfriend or you need to give somebody some grandkids. And I'm just like, Oh, do you know what that's doing to her? Mm-hmm. Just cause, and, and, you know, we've talked about it and I've said, I will never joke with you about that because I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just certainly give, given me more pause to think about what I'm saying because you never know what someone's going through you don't so tell us about when you found out you were expecting 
Amos, Oof. were you afraid? Were Absolutely. you like, I was now so can I, I mean, what if it happens again? Or Yeah, I was very afraid. Um, we didn't tell people for quite a while just because um, I wanted to make sure it was going to stick, you know, like yeah. I wanted to make sure that um, everything was going to be okay. And um, now um, since then we realized, oh, well, we don't want to do it that way because if something does happen, we want to have people to walk through with it and not try and do it alone. Mm -hmm. um, and so since then, when we've gotten pregnant, um, we've told people, told our closest friends, you know, right away, because we want them to walk through it with us. If mm -hmm. And be there to pray. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. And, and it did happen. Again. <laughs> um, and that one wasn't as difficult. Um, I would say because I had already gone through it and we hadn't, I wasn't as far along and we didn't know as long. Um, but I think that was February, 2022, I believe. Um, and our friends knew and walked with us through it. Um, and so it's been, um, it's been a rough journey for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, my, I love kids, you know, I, I think it's really funny because before we had any kids, I heard Andrew talking to somebody and he was like, said something about how he'd be fine with six kids. And I was Ooh. like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I like kids, but mm, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we had Judah and Amos and like, he was good to be done. Like he wanted to be done. And I did not like, it was, it was rough. It was really hard on our marriage. Like, so we had the infertility and miscarriage and all these things. And then we, it was still rough just because we were on such different pages of wanting another kid like yeah and it was a sensitive subject and mm -hmm. tough conversations and like I wanted to keep talking about it because I wanted another one and I felt like in my spirit like there was another one coming yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't just like yeah I just want another one like I really felt like yeah I think this is mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do and he really did not feel that way and so it took a lot of praying and talking and me praying over him and him praying for me and just trying to figure out, you know, what that looked like. Um, Was it a, a lot of months until you both were a yes? Um, I wouldn't ever say that he was actually a yes. Oh, <laughs> so you were a yes and he was a yeah. we'll see what happens yes yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so once we agreed on that um um I mean it took longer than you know I wished it wished it would have but because there's um 
almost four years between Amos and our daughter Willow. Um, but, and looking back, like, yes, I would have loved our kids closer together, but my gosh, having an older kid is, Judah is the best helper. He is so wonderful. He, I, oh my goodness. I could not make do it. so many he things does every so day many for things. you. He puts his sister to sleep sometimes. Oh, like he is so helpful. And so looking back, I just know that um, the Lord was in it the whole time and knew, you know, maybe he knew I couldn't handle having, you know, kids close together. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I'm thankful that I have a older helper because he's, he's a great help, but Mm-hmm. it's been a it's been an interesting journey that's for sure <laughs> what are some things that now from this far along down the road that you can look back and um with empathy for the someone who's walking mm-hmm. it right now what are some words of wisdom you can share somebody who may be listening to this right now yeah. thinking she is telling my story yeah <laughs> What are some words of wisdom that the Lord's taught you or that, that you're just, you can look back and, and share? Yeah. I would say the first thing would be to know that you're not alone. Um, it's really easy in that season to feel that way, that you're the only one walking through this, um, but you're not. And to find um, a mentor or a friend to if they, if they don't already know to just to talk with them and, um, tell them how you're struggling with it and tell them how much it hurts and just talk to somebody about it for sure. Mm -hmm. So did you grow up with siblings and were they close, closer in age? Is that why you're thinking? I have, I have one brother and we're 20 months apart. Yeah. And Andrew and his brother were three years apart, but, um, now they're five years and four years apart. So, but it's all good. Yeah. I think sometimes what we grow up with, we either think that's exactly what I want it to be, or that's exactly not what I want it to be. So when it comes out, however God chooses to do it, and maybe it's not what we thought was going to happen. It kind of throws everything off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. And were there some things that, of course, you've mentioned these great songs, God, I Look to You, mm-hmm. and the song I'm Not Alone by Carrie Job. Were there specific scriptures that were your go-to scriptures that you would just, you know, read over and over again or mm-hmm. put somewhere where you could see them a lot or something like that? Yeah, um, Psalm 23.6, which I don't, I don't think it's cliche, but... <laughs> um, uh, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane and Shane actually has a song um, about Psalm 23. <laughs> so, uh, and it's just, you know, scripture based um, and just that surely, surely Lord, your goodness and love will follow me all the days and I will dwell in your house forever. I just, mm-hmm spoke it and sang it and spoke it and sang um and then um Matthew 6 um 
really 25 through 27 where he talks about um the birds of the air and yeah. how much he cares for them how much more will he care for you um absolutely and in that um I learned about the name of God Elroy the God who sees me mm -hmm. um, and that is when I learned that I was just like oh yes that's so cool that's that's that scripture you are the God who sees me he sees you in your struggle and your pain um and it's it's so cool and reassuring to remember that um and experience that for sure yeah one thing that you just said that is really i, I don't want to miss it and i want our listeners to miss it it's the fact that sometimes we need to tell ourselves the truth mm -hmm. that we know over and over and over yeah. we need to repeat god's promises to ourselves over and over. We need yeah. to repeat the faith that we we're clinging to. We need to speak it, yeah. sing it, claim it. We, we are creatures of, we, we are prone to attack. You know, how silly of us to think that we're not going to be attacked. Our enemy is trying yeah. to steal, kill and destroy us. So one of our best defenses is to use the word of God as our offensive weapon to claim those truths and say them out loud over and over and over. You said this a couple of different times, different ways tonight, that you would tell yourself again and again mm -hmm. and sing mm -hmm. it again and again, yourself. because we, we need to know mm -hmm. the truth and we forget it even in just a, just a few hours after we've reminded ourselves again, we need it again. Yeah. We need to hear it. Yeah. But and I think it is so important to find a mentor or a friend or somebody that you can just say anything you need to say to yeah. with that has flesh on. I mean, yeah. it is important yeah. to talk to God and to sing to him and to do all that. Sometimes we need somebody with skin on to also to just confess those things and say those things and to just either hold us or go. Yes, I feel that something. And yeah. one thing, too, for, that was big for me was journaling. Just, yeah, I would sit there singing those songs, you know, tears dripping on the page, just writing it all out. Um, just my thoughts, my feelings, my hurts, my anger. Um, it just really helped me to write it all out. Mm -hmm. That was, that was big for me for sure. I, I have a question that may be a little bit tender, but was it hard to buy pregnancy tests? Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, of course, but it made me too, because I wanted to be pregnant so bad anytime, like I was late or anytime there was some little thing, I was like, oh, let's go get a pregnancy test and see. And then, you know, of course it wasn't, but um the the first couple times after it definitely it definitely was mm -hmm. um but a lot of times I did like I said because I wanted to be pregnant so bad it was just like oh I think I could be oh I think I could be oh I think it could be and then never was um but yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tricky and the timing that God knew 
he already had your family laid out mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. you and Andrew ever even met. He already knew yeah. your children's names and that, mm -hmm. to think about that. But the timing that God has is a really good plan. Yeah. It just hurts while you're figuring it out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that applies to all of us in probably in a different way. I mean, it's every story is unique. Every timeline is unique. So. Absolutely. And it can be tricky, just like grief to not like, you know, I know people that have struggled with infertility for years, like yes, seven plus years. Or I know a girl who has had two stillbirths. Oh. And so it's easy to for me to sometimes feel like, oh, well, my story is not as bad as theirs is. And so I, I don't really need to talk about that. But that's mm. not. The trauma is trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And it's personal. Yeah. You felt it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And I, I think it's a good lesson, too, for us to think about when we're running into people and we ask questions of like, oh, when are you going to have a baby? When are you going to have another one? When are you going to, whatever, we need to like be very cautious of that. Mm -hmm. Don't know. We don't know everybody's, everything that's going on with everybody. I feel like this story tonight is so specific that um, I just know whoever's listening, listening to this right now, feeling like Meredith is talking straight to you. Uh, we just want you to know, listener, that you're the reason we're doing this and that this story is for you, that God is with you. And you are not alone. You are not alone. And Meredith's sharing this story from a place of faith. God has walked her through every minute, and he will do that for you, too. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today, Meredith. Thanks for asking. You did a really good job and you were brave. Good job. <laughs> so thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are so glad that you turned this episode on today while you were going about your walk or your laundry or your drive. Thanks for bringing us with you today and listening to this conversation with Meredith Wade. I think it's just a good reminder too, and I think we all do this when we're just trying to have conversation with people and we just ask questions, not thinking about it, that we need to kind of be cautious of that because we don't ever know what anybody else is going through. So I think this is just one of those good lessons of just being aware and conscientious of what somebody else might be going through. Instead of asking, when are you going to have a baby? How about asking, hey, what's new with you? <laughs> There's a lot of things we can say other than a painful reminder to someone of what their innermost heart is longing for the most. So let's avoid that. Something that is such a beautiful reminder today that we just need to tell ourselves the truth. Meredith said that she will sing over herself the songs of faith. She will repeat the words. It is a heart's cry and a reminder to her own heart of God's faithfulness. And I want to encourage you, listener, today that we hope that you will find the truth of God's word as your defense as well. 
We're going to put in the show notes the songs, the titles of these really special songs that Meredith mentioned. And I want to add an extra song title that Meredith did not bring up, but the song called Glory Baby by Christy Knuckles. And it's a very beautiful song that ministers to anyone who's ever lost a baby. So um, we just thank you for being in our listeners today. Thank you for, and we hope you'll share this and let's get the word out about the conversations that we're having that are based on faith in the Lord. Thanks again. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you again in about two weeks. Bye.